This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. There have been some interesting developments since the brave statement of Archbishop Salvatore Cordeleone was issued about two weeks ago now, barring the woman that I have to call Lady Moloch from receiving the Eucharist in a state of obvious public manifest sin. More bishops have come to his support with, his, with as of the production time of this video, about 18% of the American bishops siding with Archbishop Cordeleone publicly. On the other hand, one bishop has issued a statement condemning Cordeleone's action and has been itself endorsed by the Diocese of Chicago, and in so doing has publicly okayed the unworthy reception of the Eucharist. This was done while Cardinal Burke issued a statement condemning the bishops of the German Synod as heretics because they reject Catholic doctrine. And while on the surface these things may seem unrelated in reality, they are very, very related to one another. So today I have an update on the Lady Moloch saga as it continues to unfold as well as Cardinal Burke's statement calling for the excommunication of the bishops of Germany for the rejection of Catholic doctrine. Now, think you will see how this is all related, so let's dive into this today. Cardinal Burke's words here will frame the entire discussion I want to present to you about the update on the Lady Moloch situation and the rest of this episode. Burke practically calls the German bishops heretics and that they need to be dismissed if they approve the evil program that they are pushing for in their synodal way. Burke gave a video interview to Catholic Action for Faith and Family. And I'll have a link to a post for that in today's show notes at returntotradition.org in the post for today, as well as for everything else. But the SSPX news site had the good quote from this. So from their article, quote, Cardinal Burke does not beat around the bush. Faced with the fact that a certain number of bishops have either come out in favor of changes in the doctrine of the church, for example, regarding the evaluation of the James Martin topic, the celibacy of priests or the ordination of women, or have not explicitly opposed such proposals within the framework of the synodal path, he asks Pope Francis to dismiss them. The Holy Father must challenge these bishops and ask them to renounce the heresies and even the positions that run counter to church discipline, Burke said in an interview published by May 11th by Catholic Action for Faith and Family. And if they do not renounce their errors and correct themselves, then he would have to remove them from office. This is the situation at which we have arrived. The Roman pontiff, successor of Peter, is by definition the principle of unity in the church, emphasized the cardinal. It is up to him to correct these bishops, and if they do not accept fraternal correction, if they do not accept his hierarchical correction as bishop of the universal church, then appropriate sanction would have to be applied so that the faithful know that these bishops are not leading them in the Catholic faith, he insisted. Unfortunately, the confusion is being generated and impelled by those who are called to be teachers of the faith and shepherds of the flock with clarity and courage, Cardinal Burke further noted. According to him, bishops who do not clearly defend Catholic doctrine abandon the flock and do not turn out to be shepherds, but mercenaries who try to adapt the doctrine of the church to the vision of the world, to a vision of the secular world, a vision of the world without God, end quote. Note that last sentence well. Bishops who do not clearly defend Catholic doctrine abandon the flock and do not turn out to be shepherds, but mercenaries who try to adapt the doctrine of the church to the vision of the secular world, a vision of the world without God. That is a stark statement, a clear condemnation of the bishops of Germany as apostates. And hold that statement in your mind as we pivot to this. 
Archbishop Michael Jackal of Dubuque has condemned Archbishop Cordelione's move against Lady Moloch. Now, he never mentions Cordelione by name, but it's very obvious what he's talking about. But unfortunately, because of the sensitivities of the hosts of this place, I can't just give you the full statement without getting slapped around by them as a consequence. Since he starts by framing the discussion in the recent horrible events that have dominated the secular news cycle in both New York and Texas. And in so doing, engages in some bizarre whataboutism that does nothing but serve the secular interest, promoting the strange narrative we're seeing play out in the secular world right now. But then we get this from him. After describing the social ills that the secular powers that be are focused on as things bishops and faithful should focus on, he describes the Eucharist as being something that those that are spiritually unwell need access to. In actual Catholic parlance, he's saying that those in a state of sin should receive the Eucharist. That is a clear, obvious, and dangerous rejection of the teaching of the Church on who can and cannot receive our blessed Lord in the sacrament of the altar. By so doing, he is rejecting the inerrancy of sacred scripture, which warns us against unworthily receiving the Eucharist. Bishop Jackal goes so far as to say that those public Catholics on the other side of most issues from Lady Moloch should be denied communion for not embracing Francis's change to teachings of social issues, which is a claim that is on its face absolutely absurd. It is worth noting here, by the way, that the Jackal, as an animal, has long been a metaphor for duplicity and betrayal. They are a symbol of distrust, and I only really bring this up because in this case, this bishop is appropriately named. He was appointed not by Francis to the Episcopate initially, but by John Paul II. He was given the title Monsignor by John Paul II in the early 1990s and worked with then Cardinal Ratzinger in the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith in the late 1990s. In January 2005, John Paul II elevated Jackal to the Episcopate, and in 2013, Francis made him an Archbishop. He has had good stances in the past on a variety of issues, but has fallen fully into the secularized thinking of many of the bishops that we see so commonly now. His position now seems to be that if you disagree with church teaching, you should receive the Eucharist, despite that traditionally being an insurmountable barrier to receiving the Eucharist, short of repenting and submitting to the teaching of the church on whatever issue was in question. Jackal is, to put it most bluntly, promoting heresy. Jackal's statement was given an explicit support by the Archdiocese of Chicago on Twitter, who called his statement important for the faithful. Given that Cardinal Supich is the head of that diocese, no one is surprised by this move. Expect more support for his position in the coming days as the divide between the bishops in America and beyond widens and becomes obvious for all to see. So far, he is the lone voice to stand up for explicitly supporting Lady Moloch among the bishops, but I expect that to change. And I say explicit because while the Archdiocese of Chicago said it was an important statement, they didn't come out and explicitly repeat the thing, the, what he said. We know that others have issued more passive statements saying that their practice of who can and cannot receive communion has not changed. Cardinal Wilton Gregory of the Imperial Capital has issued such a statement, and Lady Moloch does receive the Eucharist on Sundays during work season in his diocese. But other bishops have recently issued various statements of support for Cordelione's brave actions, including Archbishop Alexander Sample of Portland, who said the following, quote, What Archbishop Cordelione did was as much about Holy Communion as it is about the Moloch issue. What does it mean to receive Holy Communion? It means to be united to Christ and to one another in a unity of faith, to understand why it is essential to understand what the Magisterium has always and consistently taught about Holy Communion. 
that the Eucharist is the literal, true body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, the real presence of God himself, the holiest of everything that is holy. And to receive communion is to join in unity, in common union with Jesus. And with him, it is you joining in real union with the church. End quote. Well stated. He goes on to further describe the Catholic teaching of this and what the implications are for receiving communion unworthily and why it is a pastoral act of mercy to deny her communion, both for her and for those like-minded with her who are following her example. I have a link to his video statement in my show notes at returntotradition.org, along with Burke's statement and some others, if you're wanting to watch his short statement. It's about three and a half minutes long. Archbishop Sample wasn't the only cleric to issue a positive and orthodox statement on this. Two priests on Twitter responded to the error of Bishop Jackal's statement. First, a priest calling himself Father V took on the no notion that giving communion to those dead in sin was something that would be beneficial to them, with a simple, obvious observation. Quote, Feeding a corpse has no nutritional value. Likewise, a soul in unrepentant mortal sin derives no spiritual benefit from reception of the Holy Eucharist. This is basic catechesis. End quote. And actually, it's worse than that. Sacred scripture describes consuming the Eucharist in such a state as eating and drinking your own condemnation. And it does so because it's a sacrilege to do so knowingly. Another priest, more well-known, Father Dwight Longenecker, took on the notion of the Eucharist being something that can heal those in a state of sin as being superstitious and uncatholic thinking. Quote, this Eucharist as medicine for the sick teaching reveals a strange superstitious understanding of the Eucharist, as if it's a magic cookie or a special magic potion doled out by the shaman. End quote. Brutally honest, straight to the point, and absolutely true. Modernism reveals a distorted view of many things in the faith in our time. And first on that list is our view of Holy Communion. Hence, why there are long lines for communion and short lines for confession pretty much anywhere you go these days. And this begs a lot of questions about the state of things, because if the view of the jackal is correct, then we are led to believe that Lady Moloch is in better standing with the church than some Catholic politician who opposes her position on other secular views that Francis states that are in fact in opposition to the long teaching of the church, meaning things that Francis says are okay and are now the teachings of the church, but were never the teachings of the church and he doesn't have the authority to change them. On things like the ability to use certain kinds of physical tools to protect yourself or others, or the right and duty of the state to impose the ultimate punishment on offenders in some cases, among others. That view Jackals presents is a break from the church itself. The schism we've been talking about coming has been here for a long, long time already. So what do you think about all this? Let me know in the comments if you're happy with Archbishop Sample's statement, if you like the kind-sounding and orthodox statement of it, the statement of those priests, if you what you think of them, or if you think Jackals is in the right, and that we should stop being so mean to Lady Moloch. Let me know if you see how Cardinal Burke's statement lines up with all of this, because while on the surface he was talking about the German bishops, it's clear that this applies to other bishops, to many, many bishops in the church. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And as always, just pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.